0: You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses let's dive into this episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am so excited about this interview today. We are speaking to the one and only Brenna McGowan. Brenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I we've known each other for quite a long time. Um, we've had some really great conversations. I'm so excited today to have you come in and talk about something that I think is really important that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to, and it can really be kind of a make or break thing when it comes to the success of online launches. So we are going to be talking about pre-launching. So before we get into that though, Brenna, why don't you let everybody know just a little bit of background, who you are, what you do, who you serve, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, like you said, I'm Brenna McGowan. I am a copywriter and marketing strategist. I started my business almost on a whim um, in an effort to make like, I always say like 500 extra dollars a month for my family. And I I found myself in the in the online marketing world. And I truly did not know this. It's like this world that you don't know is out there until you're in it. At least that's how I felt in 2018 when I started. And I started off as like a social media manager, although I was doing everything, Pinterest, blogging, email marketing, all the things decided I definitely never wanted to pursue uh, social media marketing as a long-term career. And I quickly pivoted over to email copywriting and then evolved into doing all all types of copywriting. Um, But what has brought me kind of full circle, I think, and that's why I'm really thankful for the time I spent doing like social media marketing is that having a real true understanding of how all of the Like marketing and copy components kind of add up. And what happened, is how I came to sort of really focusing on pre-launch was actually because of you and our mutual friend, Marisa Corcoran. And you two did an interview on Marisa's copy chat. And at the time I was writing a lot of launch copy for, for clients and uh, some of it would do really well. And others, you know, would be kind of like, womp, womp, as I say, like, like it it just didn't take off. And it was like, right around, it's like, when I heard your interview, it's like everything clicked in my mind. It was just like, these people didn't do a pre-launch. They didn't properly warm up their audience. And that's why these campaigns aren't doing as well as they could have or should have. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of brought me to where we're at now. So it took me a little while to kind of like really, I guess, nestle myself into like this, this new world of not focusing solely on launching, but really focusing on complete marketing strategy. And a huge part of that is the pre-launch.
0: Yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit. How would you define the pre-launch? Because people are probably like, well, what does that mean? Is that like a couple days before you open the cart? What sort of timeline are we looking at? So how, yeah, how would you define that? Great question. So, in for most of my clients
1: who are probably selling more of a high ticket service course, you know, I just find a pre launch as a warming up period, uh, a time to let people know what's coming. Uh, and typically I like about six weeks, including a launch event. So most of my clients are doing a webinar challenge, something of that nature before they go in and open their doors. So I like, I like about a four to six week, you know, I think it depends on a lot of, you know, the factors as well uh, is, you know, how much is your product is, you know, how, how well are you known in the industry? You How many, you know, what type of things does your audience need to know? So there's a lot of things that go into like actually strategizing in my mind, but I think that's kind of a sweet spot. You're never going to go wrong, warming up your audience, even on a less expensive product, you know, giving them more warning, letting them know, creating a lot of buzz around what's coming up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's a really good, think about um, if folks are like trying to wrap their brain around it and trying to think of like some analogies. If you think about even um, like e-com Black Friday campaigns or sales at your local like department store that might be happening over the holidays. We tend to hear about it ahead of time, right? I remember even getting flyers about the sale that was coming up at the department store, um, which here is called The Bay. It's like a Canadian, like the Hudson's Bay Company. And you get flyers ahead of time, right? That's like, oh, you know, December... 19 to 24, we've got our big like 40% off sale and you'd get that flyer like three weeks before. Like that's pre-launching. Or I saw you, Brenna, share on your Instagram the other day, a real estate sign, right, on someone's lawn and it says coming soon. That's pre-launching. It's, the idea is letting people know about a sale or promotion that's about to take place. And yeah, in the online course creator kind of world, having an idea, ideal timeline there, four to six weeks makes a whole lot of sense. So what would you, what, what do you see are as the main activities during that pre-launch time that if someone's thinking about creating or launching a course, like that they should be thinking about doing?
1: I think the first thing is just being more visible in Really figuring out a plan to like what does visibility look like to you? I always really encourage my clients to be going live, you know, really promoting a podcast, showing up more. I think that anytime people can hear you or see you it makes a big difference in what's coming up. And I will hear it all the time too. People will be like, Oh, you know, you're everywhere. And it it creates that like buzz that like something's going on just because they're constantly seeing you show up. So Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest component is just figuring out a plan of how you can show up and be more visible, um, in those like four to six weeks beforehand.
0: Yes. There was a client I worked with uh, a year ago and she was launching her first course and she already had a pretty good audience size, but she very deliberately uh, went and scheduled Instagram live collabs where she would go on other people's channels. And I think she also had them come on her channel. So it was like a win-win and she must've done 20 of them, 25 of them before like just as you say about a month ahead of her launch because she was really looking for that visibility piece and uh it it worked wonders for her not only growing her audience right ahead of launch time but her existing audience saw her being interviewed all over the place right so they were like oh my gosh like she really to your point like yeah she's everywhere she's like obviously she's a big deal cuz like look at everything that she's doing right so it really set the stage super well for that launch that was coming up. Yeah.
1: The other thing too, I'll mention is if you can go live, like I know with my own, I'm doing my own pre-launch at the moment and going back and asking previous clients if they can come on and do interviews with me is also been, I think, and, and I've seen in the past too, with clients that I've worked with, it's a game changer, right? Because not only are you creating content, right? Like that's your content creation that you can repurpose, that you can use in other places. It's your testimonials, your case studies where people really start to see your credibility of the of the kind of results that you can help bring to them. And I love the fact too, I think, especially in 20, you know, 2022 and beyond, I think that some of the like headlines, oh, I made someone a $10,000, you know, or these big numbers, it starts to feel tiring, right? It starts to be like, oh yeah, another person, right? But when you can actually sit down and have a discussion and hear a story, hear the feeling and the emotion that goes behind um, the transformation, it's also, I think, game-changing when it comes to your pre-launch period.
0: Yeah, to think about stacking those stories ahead of time and each one is planting a little seed in that ideal customer or client or student uh, is so powerful. So speaking of that, like, I know for me that I have some thoughts around what type of messages I'm trying to relay during that pre-launch time. When you're working with clients, what is it that you are advising them on really talking about during that pre-launch time? Because some people i think kind of when they think about launching they get stuck in thinking oh this is where i just talk about the facts and features of my program and when the doors close and what they're going to get right but it's so much more than that so yeah tell it walk us through that a little bit yeah I, a huge component
1: whether i'm you know working with the client one on one or in my upcoming program is really researching at first like the research is and I'm a copywriter right so like research is just embedded in me because I know when you research you get all your answers you get your copy you get your messaging right you're it's able you're able to define it so the first thing I do is do a lot of research and the research that we're doing primarily just to keep the you know there's a lot that goes into it but really looking at what are those objections like the the reason why someone isn't going to buy um, what are the, the myths that they believe either about you, your product or your industry, right? There's a lot of like unspoken things that we believe. Um, and it's like figuring out, okay, what are those things so we can talk about them? A lot of times people say, uh, you know, overcome objections or bust myths. I go at it more like, okay, how can we talk about this in a way that you understand, um, it, you know, my point of view on something. I think the other thing that's really important during This time going back to talking about case studies or really showing that you are some, I've heard so much lately. I don't know if you hear this from your clients and your students, like people are afraid to talk about their results because they don't want to seem braggy. I, I, Mm I feel like even people have had amazing results and it's like, no, 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 this isn't braggy if you're using it, if you're using it to bring attention to yourself, yeah, then maybe, but this is, no, you're backing up what you're saying you can do with credibility. Like there, that's like the most respectful thing in my mind you can do when it comes to clients, especially in online world where it's still a bit of a wild, wild west. Like you want to be able to show what you've
0: done and I think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say like, it's as though you're a scientist and you're needing to show the data behind your research. And like the data points are the stories like that in the case studies and the proofs that you have that your method, your hypothesis, if we're going to keep going with the like scientific approach, that it works, right? And so you have to share those. Like that is really what people are going to remember. And everyone is going to be doubting whether or not your approach or method or strategy is going to work for them. And the more proof you can show that it does work for other people, not just yourself, uh, the more they will start to... Start to think. Oh, maybe that could be me too. Maybe that could be my story. Maybe Brenna is going to share my case study next time. You know, next time she launches. Exactly.
1: And I think it goes to one of the other things that I think is really important during a pre-launch is to show your authority in the industry, like, why you're the expert. But in my mind, if you don't have that credibility to back up, then it's – it. then are you really the authority or the expert? So I think I, I think it all works hand in hand. of it, like, how can I help people – you know, see a different point of view, you know, overcome the the stuff, the things that are stopping them from actually getting transformation and back that up with the credibility and show that I am the person that's the expert. Um, and when you can do that and use stories and fun, and that's what I really love about pre-launch too. It's like, I always say that like, I feel like launch becomes kind of like do or die in some respect, right? It's either this is decision time. It's either yes or no, or the time coming up to that is this is the time where you can like you know, use really fun stories and th- things that are going on in your life to show a lot of analogies and really give space around a decision in a fun way with your content. So that's the other thing that I really love about pre-launch is that it, 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 it allows you to do everything that we just talked about in not, in not like a seven-day period. Because it's really hard to do, overcome objections, bust people's bullish, show your authority, show your credibility, show your personality, build no like, and trust. um, If someone's just popping onto a webinar and then expected to buy from you within the next seven days on a traditional launch period.
0: absolutely agree. I, when I think about the pre-launch period, one of the questions that I ask myself is like, what do I need my ideal client to know or to believe or to think in order to be ready to want to jump into this program with me when I do open the doors. Nope, and so, yeah, so when I ask myself that question and just give myself the white space to come up with the answer, like it inevitably produces usually like fifteen different pieces of content that I can then explore and and really You know, write out into like a longer form piece of content. I can turn that into Instagram or a YouTube video or podcast episode, whatever that looks like. But that's a really good place to start um, if you're kind of struggling with with coming up with ideas. And I also find that those pieces of content end up being often my most transformational pieces, or the pieces of content that people really like engage with and relate with the best. And they become my cornerstone pieces of content that I can like refer back to, I can use over and over again. Um, Often they become like, whether it's my most trafficked, you know, podcast episode or YouTube video or whatever it is. So really spending time in getting, like in giving yourself thinking time, because we're so busy as entrepreneurs, as course creators, trying to do a million things, be on all these platforms, you know, have these launches. If you don't actually just give yourself some white space, creative thinking time, you're just going to end up producing, in my opinion, kind of like lackluster content that doesn't really like pull any punches or come out strongly enough. And I know my best stuff comes from giving myself self that like creative space to, you know, really develop those ideas. Would you find that? Do you find the same thing? Oh, yeah. And not
1: only on the flip side of that, uh, I've been doing a couple of customer interviews with my own clients. And something I've heard again and again recently is that by able, by putting out this really amazing content where you've given yourself white space and you're really speaking to people, they are actually calling in quote unquote better, you know, students for their own programs. Because what happens too, is that it allows people to absorb and really hear you. And then you start calling in the right people by having this amazing bank of content. And the other thing too, that's really great about doing this is that you also notice what flops, and what people respond to. And that is, and you have time to, you know, kind of iterate even things in your own launch based on this pre-launch period when you realize like, oh, this didn't get a much of a response or, oh my gosh, I'm getting these questions that I never, I know I, you and I both believe in a uh, launch, a pre-launch survey. And I sent it out and I was like, it was like someone got into a room like a party happened and they all said the same thing. And it was something that my brain wasn't even going to, right? It was like something I was like, oh, thank God I did this survey. So it is, there's so much, there's so many advantages of doing a pre-launch. And quite honestly, you you have to be putting out content anyway, right? You might as well be putting out this really high quality content that's going to speak to your person that calls in your, those like dream ideal clients as
0: well. Exactly. I I just was reflecting and remembering um for one of my more recent launches. I had sent like I had done some pre-launch stuff. Uh it was largely email, and I'd been sending two emails a week with this pre-launch stuff. But then as it got closer to launch time, I was really upping the frequency. And then there came a point where I was sending like, I think I sent an email every day for seven or eight days in a row. And I remember thinking like, oh, this could come off as being annoying or whatever, but it it only would come off that way if it was just like sales message after sales message after sales message. But because all of the content really was structured in a very, like either a thought provoking, polarizing or story-based kind of way, we literally didn't have like any pushback about the number of emails. I, in fact, I talked about it in an Instagram story afterwards, being kind of surprised uh, that, you know, we didn't get even one kind of like grumpy person being like, why are you emailing me every day? You know, and people came back to me in my DMs saying like, oh my gosh, you emailed every day. Like I didn't even notice, like, I was just so like loving what you were sharing that it didn't even, yeah, just, I didn't even notice that you were emailing every day because it didn't feel pushy. And I think that is, can really be like the key to success with both your pre-launching and your launching is when you come at it from that like thoughtful content angle, it comes off with a totally different vibe. Yeah, no. And I think it goes
1: for and for all your emails that come out, right? Like people are always like, that's when as an email copywriter, um, it, people would say, oh, am I emailing too much? I'm like, you never emailing too much when you're telling a story, saying something interesting, helping yeah. someone see themselves in a different light, right? Like all everything that you said, making them thought provoking. People look forward to opening those emails, and and I get that a lot of times too, where people will be like, "Gosh, you know, I know you're you might be selling something, but I don't even care because I just like reading your emails." Like that's totally. the point you want to be, and that's I think that's that relationship building also. Going back to like having the six weeks time where you're you are. To me, it's more of yes, you are, of course are doing a pre sell, you're trying to tell people about, but this is about relationship building long term. And even if people don't buy now, they, when you build these relationships, and you and I were talking before we even started, like so much of that becomes part of the long game, um, yeah. which I really love.
0: Yeah, I can actually think of like a few people that I follow, I'm on their email list, and they have sent. Like I can tell when they're moving into pre-launch mode because like I'm sappy to that stuff now. Um, and, and I've been on list for a while and they've rinsed and repeated some of the emails, right? So I've actually seen some of these stories before, but I will open them and reread them because I enjoy, I remember enjoying them so much the first time that I'll like totally be into reading them again. And that's the power of like really well done, thoughtful content. So, Brenna, like, what is if someone's got a launch coming up in the next couple months and they're thinking to themselves now, okay, like, I need to get my game face on here and plan out the pre launch. What would be like the three things maybe you want people to walk away from listening to this episode? Three, maybe like action steps or things that they can start doing today to make sure that their pre launch is successful?
1: I would say the first thing is, is getting a calendar out. I actually created one um, uh, that people can get on my website because what I've noticed, especially when I'm working with one-on-one clients, we'll sit down and it's just like, okay, well, when am I launching? When do I pre-launch? When is my webinar, right? It's like getting really crystal clear on your dates Mm -hmm. is like, I think if that's one thing you can do right now is like figure out when your doors are going to open, check and make sure that it's not like during spring break or a big holiday or things that people aren't thinking of, sometimes they'll just kind of arbitrarily choose a date and then not actually go and uh, go go and actually plan it out. So that would be my first thing: is like get a calendar, get everything written out, figure out when your pre-launch is going to start because you do have to be uh, definitely forward-thinking in terms mm-hmm. of right. If you're doing six to eight weeks of pre-launch content, that means that you really need to have everything written out and planned. Hopefully, like what. 12 weeks, three months, you know, two and a half months ahead of time. So that would be the first thing is to really get your plan so that you can do that. The second thing is customer research. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the more you can figure out about your client, ask questions, um, you know, it, it. going back to, okay, if it's going to take a few months ahead of time, if you are someone who hasn't done like a customer interview before or ask people if uh, you can interview them and find out more about like those objections and myths and things that people believe, um, because not only is it going to help you during your pre-launch period, obviously it's going to help you with your messaging. So I think that's the second thing is like, not that it has to all be done, but if you can be thinking about collecting research, creating a file with it, uh, it's one of those things I think that is talked about a lot, but I don't know how, how often people actually sit down and do it. So yeah. Um, that would be the second thing I would say to take away. The third thing is um, for the actual pre-launch period is this goes back to that planning. But I think that you need to, once again, up your visibility in front of the camera. And I think you need to up your visibility on email. Yes, you. I think if depending on what social platforms you're on as well, I think it's going to make a big difference. But to me, the, the camera, the forward-facing someone actually hearing you makes such a big difference. And I think the other thing, too, is I do the... same thing as you, um, which is we've never talked about that before is like ramping up people up for those emails, starting to send more emails so that people are used to seeing you in your inbox more often. Um, And those, those things make a huge difference in the Like I said, the more that you're just around, the more buzz you're naturally creating, the more momentum you're naturally creating. And it also brings um, confidence with it when you're able to do these things. And when they're planned out, you feel a lot of relief because you know what you're talking about. You know what's coming up instead of being like, just like slapping something up. um, When you really have that, you've like, you've done your planning, you've done your research, all of a sudden now you can up your visibility in a way that doesn't feel. And that's my goal with helping people. Like, I know how much work online businesses, especially you know, you're a mom, kids. Like, there's a lot going on. So, the more you can prepare and get ready for it, that the more confident you're going to go in. And people, I'm not very woo, uh, but I have I have like little woo edges. And <laughs> my woo edge is I totally believe that people can feel an energy behind you when you can come into a pre launch feeling excited and not overwhelmed, it makes a huge difference in your launch results. And I, I I say that from experience of watching my own clients that like, they were like, I felt so much relief. I felt so much confidence. I was able to go in and I knew I was having conversation because then you're having conversations with people, you know, the the whole energy gets Mm -hmm. lifted up during a pre-launch period, which I think is one of those unspoken benefits of, of going into and doing a really, a really great pre-launch.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more so this has been incredibly helpful Brenna if people want to learn more from you uh how can they get in touch with you and where should do where do you want to send them next
1: well you can come find me on my uh, website co. but um if you go to BrennanMcGowan.co, is it forward slash or backslash I always get confused I forward <laughs> slash usually
0: okay <laughs> Slash cheat sheet.
1: I actually have a cheat sheet. on helping you uh, plan out your pre-launch content. And it goes into the three core beliefs that everyone needs to believe before they buy. And I give you ideas for content for each one of those for planning out your pre-launch.
0: That sounds so helpful. So yeah, that's an incredible next step. I'll make sure that that gets linked uh, with this episode. Thank you so much, Brenna. I am going to think about you next time. I am prepping my own pre-launch stuff and like maybe circle back to this episode. I think it's been such a helpful one. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. And thank you for helping me with the idea of my entire business. So uh, I owe a lot to you. (laughs) Win-win. Yes.
0: That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. And if you've already launched your course and you're ready to scale, join us inside the Course Club, my membership community for experienced course creators. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at Gemma.bottomcarter. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show.